Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, Eric Barger looks at the occult and Bible prophecy, and we share some exciting details about our fall virtual prophecy conference that starts later this week. Staff evangelist James Collins welcomes Eric Barger back to the program now to explore two topics you might not think go together, the occult and Bible prophecy. A recent article in Newsweek reported that there are 1.5 million practicing witches across the United States. According to the same article, witchcraft now has more followers than the 1.4 million mainline members of the Presbyterian Church. The rise in witchcraft should come as no surprise to those who are familiar with Bible prophecy. Joining me today on the Watchman on the Wall to talk about Bible prophecy and the occult is Eric Barger. Eric is no stranger to our program, having been on many, many times before. After spending two decades immersed in the world as a record producer, rock musician, drug addict, and practicing New Ager, Eric is now widely recognized as one of America's top Christian apologetics and Bible prophecy teachers. He's the author of several books, and he has produced dozens of videos detailing various aspects of the cults, the occult, world religions, spiritual warfare, current events, and Bible prophecy. Today, Eric is here to talk about his DVD titled Bible Prophecy and the Occult. Welcome back, Eric. Thanks so much for joining me. Brother James, I'm glad to be back with you again. Thank you. Now, before we talk about Bible prophecy and the occult, I'd like to take a moment to reintroduce you to our listeners. Would you take a moment to share your story? How did you come from rock and roll to the rock of ages? Well, I kind of worked backwards a little bit. We're in our 39th year of full-time apologetics and discernment ministry, and by full-time, I mean this is all we do. Any normal year, I would be traveling a couple hundred days a year across the U.S. and Canada and literally other parts of the world, too, and presenting a series of seminars that I've developed. But that's what I do now. But where I started out, I started playing in my first band when I was just short of 12 years old and got heavily involved in the drug culture of the 1960s and 70s and was a record producer and recording engineer. I was in the New Age movement some of the mystic ends of the New Age, more of the Eastern philosophies, but that's what happened. My wife got saved first, and then I got saved, became a Christian. God began to call us to ministry very quickly and started giving my testimony and started doing a, a one-day seminar on the music industry wherever I could, and that has bloomed now into the ministry that we're in today, which is more of apologetics and dealing with the end times. Well, praise God. Well, let's talk about the DVD, Bible Prophecy and the Occult. You start out the video by giving some definitions, so let's go through a few of those. For the purpose of our discussion, would you define what you mean by the end times? When you hear the term end times, it means different things, and the world is kind of caught on to us talking about some of these things, and they often ridicule it in one way or another. But end times, I'm talking about, it really refers to the entire church age. But when we talk about end times today, we're talking about the very end of the church age. Along those same lines, what is your definition of prophecy? Prophetic or prophecy, as I'm going to use it today, refers to the times and the signs we see around us and the information that we have, the understanding from Scripture leading us to believe we're in the very end of the end times. And what is the occult? The occult itself has a lot of different tentacles, but it could include witchcraft, Wicca, psychics, tarot cards, 
sorcery, Satanism, mystic practices, New Age philosophies. It comes from the Latin word occultus, and it means things hidden, things in darkness, things left unrevealed. The practices of sorcery and divination may be the best definition. In the DVD, Bible Prophecy and the Occult, you go through a key passage that deals with the occult, Deuteronomy 18, verses 9 through 12. Would you unpack those verses for us? Sure. Back in 2000, Brother Dave Benoit and I released a book called Entertaining Spirits Unaware, and we have a chapter of each one of these nine things from Deuteronomy 18 in the book. But Deuteronomy 18 itself starts out by saying, When thou art coming to the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone, any one of you that maketh this hundred dollar to pass through the fire. There is forbidden practice number one. Or that uses divination, there's number two. Or an observer of times, number three. An enchanter or a witch, there are four and five right there. A charmer or consulter with the mere spirits, there's six and seven. And a wizard or a necromancer, that is someone who speaks to the dead or thinks they're speaking to the dead, and that's numbers eight and nine. So there are the nine forbidden practices of the occult. Well, if you're just tuning in today, my guest is Eric Barger. We're talking about his DVD, Bible Prophecy and the Occult. And you can get this great teaching DVD by calling our toll-free number, 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order a copy online at swrc.com. Now, Eric, in this DVD, you offer some statistics from Barna and Eris, and using those statistics, you reveal how there is a strong occult influence among America's youth. It's very scary. Tell me about the Barna and Eris statistics you cite in the DVD. The Barna Research Group put together what is really a groundbreaking and very disturbing survey back in 2006. Now, I recognize how long ago that was, but if these things were, were happening back then, then you have to understand that we see an exacerbation of these things today. So Barna says in January of 2006, a survey of teenagers that 73% had engaged in occult activity beyond just media exposure or horoscope usage. Now, I believe horoscope would be definitely right in the middle of the occult. Barna doesn't exactly say that same thing. They said 27% of teenagers believe in horoscopes and say they're always true. And that's not true itself either, but 35% say they've used a Ouija board. That's more than one out of every three kids. Mm. 35% said they have read occult books. 26% said they have played games based on the occult and sorcery. And you can't get away from it in the gaming industry today, especially with the video game industry. 10% say they have participated actively in a seance. 7% say they've attempted to cast spells or hexes or mix magic potions. 30% said they'd had their palms read. 27% said they'd had their fortune told. 14% have witnessed psychic powers being used by themselves or others. 9% say they visited a medium, and 9% say they've consulted a psychic. Now, if those figures are disturbing to you as parents and grandparents who are listening, it should be, or as concerned teenagers, it should be concerning to us that such a high percentage of teenagers, according to Barna, have been involved in these different activities. It's like there's a crazy fascination with young people today with witchcraft, and the top program on television is the zombie program. 
And we seem to never address that as Christian leaders. Why is it that churches never talk about the supernatural? We had better be addressing these things. If we don't, believe me, they're not going to have any understanding that there might be a problem. We need to, in a godly way, in a biblical way, push back against those things so that the teenagers around us, the young people, young adults around us, will have a bearing about whether these things are good, bad, right, and wrong. There wasn't very much pushback about the number one book series in history, Harry Potter. And I think because of that and because of the movie series that featured zombies and other occult-type activities all through it, same thing. There wasn't very much pushback. And there is this allure because we see it on a screen and because somebody is projected as a hero. In the Harry Potter series, Harry Potter is a white wizard. He's a good witch. And that's the way it is presented. And I think we ought to understand that there's no such thing as white magic. Even Mm -hmm. Anton LaVey, who wrote the Satanic Bible, made that statement. And that's a very true statement. Maybe the only thing I ever agree with LaVey about. But there's no such thing as white witchcraft. If you're not getting your source of information and power from God Almighty, then guess who you're bringing to dinner, in other words? Yeah. Isn't it true that we're being conditioned to accept lying signs and wonders? And how is the devil actually accomplishing that? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's been happening to us for several decades. I'll give you an idea of the outcome of it, and we're going to talk some more about how it happens. But the ARIS survey is a survey that's taken every once in a while. It's taken maybe every eight or ten years. And in 2001, the American Religious Identification Survey, or ARIS survey, said between 1991 and 2001, the number of people who identified with the word Christianity as their religion had dropped by nearly 10%. And so that should be shocking to us, but in the same period, those who identify with paganism or Wicca or witchcraft, that rose the fastest rise of any statistic in the era survey history. It rose 1,675%. Wow. So we have a great fascination, and when I say great, I don't mean it's good, but we have a fascination for the world of the occult. We had better be speaking up about this. It doesn't mean that I think we ought to make this our main menu every Sunday morning. But we need to have a position and let it be known. It may not be popular. And I think the reason that churches don't address these things is because this doesn't make people feel good. Yet we're supposed to be speaking to the culture, speaking about the culture to the church, and explaining what the Scripture says about the things we see in the culture. So this is one of those areas that we've got to speak about, even though it doesn't make people feel good. We all know what the feel-good church is all about, because after a while, there's a lot of the Scripture that doesn't feel good to them, so they kind of eliminate speaking about it, too, sadly. That's the same reason that most churches today don't speak about Bible prophecy. Now, isn't the rise in the occult just proof that we're living at the end of this age? I think it is completely. I think it's just one of the many signs around us. In my teaching, 10 Reasons Why Jesus is Returning Soon, why I believe he is, it is one of the key things that I talk about, is one of those reasons. Now, there could be many more reasons than just 10, but it is certainly an indicator of where we are in time on God's timetable. We don't know the day or the hour, but we will know the seasons that we're in by the signs we see around us, and the season we're in is the last season of the church age.
The most important thing I believe, and I know that you do too, is that if a person does not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that they do that, that they get saved, that they come to Christ as soon as possible. So Eric, if there's someone listening to our program today that may not have that relationship with Jesus Christ, would you take a minute to share the gospel with that person today? I'd love to. When you go back in my life and you think about where I came from, I was a kid going to church when I was a little boy. My grandparents sent me faithfully to a Christian church. And then I walked away and began to live a lifestyle far away from God. The very best thing that ever happened in my life was something that happened just before I turned 30, and that is I received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I came back to that original faith that had been taught to me when I was a little boy. And maybe somebody's listening right now, maybe they're in a car, at home, wherever. If you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, or if you're not sure that you know him as Lord and Savior, you need to put your trust in him today. And by that I mean just simply confess out loud with your lips that Jesus Christ is Lord, and you want him to be Lord of your life, and you want to repent or be forgiven of your sins, and then go on and live a life that is right, as righteous, in other words. We'll always make mistakes. But in him, he can forgive and will forgive any and every sin, any and everything that we've ever done wrong. That's the great news, that Jesus is a forgiving Savior, and if he's calling you today to come to him, don't wait, don't put it off. Put your trust in him. Just speak in your own words right now, out loud, and then go and tell somebody what you've done. Let us know what you've done. You can write a card, a letter to us. You can certainly make a phone call. But let us know what you've done, and we'll rejoice with you and we'll do our best to try to help you in your walk on with the Lord. Well, once again, the DVD is called Bible Prophecy in the Occult. You can get a copy right now by calling the toll-free number 1-800-652-1144. That number is 1-800-652-1144. Or... Go online and order a copy at swrc.com. That is swrc.com. Eric, this has been a great conversation about a relevant and fascinating topic. So we're going to have you back with us next time. In part two now, Eric is going to explain from the Scripture how a prophetic warning about the rise of the occult and supernatural we see today could be found in a very, very famous New Testament passage. So we're looking forward to that. Eric, thanks again for being on the Watchman on the Wall with me today. Thank you very much. God bless you. Eric Barger will continue his look at the occult and Bible prophecy next time. Today in the Resource Center, we are offering Eric Barger's teachings on the occult, three dynamic teaching DVD presentation, plus Eric Barger's testimony on audio CD, all for a gift of $40 or more. That's three DVDs and an audio CD. Call 1-800-652-1144 and order your Barger Bundle today. That's 1-800-652-1144 or online swrc.com. Ministry President Dr. Kenneth Hill is here now with an update about our virtual prophecy conference, new resources, and some encouragement from God's Word. It's always good to get together to talk about the things of the Lord, and I'm glad that I have that opportunity to be with you at this very moment. Before we get into things going on here at Southwest, I want to give you a promise from God Almighty Himself. If you want to find this promise, you may turn with me to Isaiah 
chapter 41, verse 10. God himself is speaking, and he says, I will help you. Once again, I will help you. I love that promise, (laughs) don't you? It's short, and yet it's long in meaning because of this short expression of words. The truth is that God will never leave us nor forsake us. He says, I will help you. How wonderful that is. Can you think of any promise any greater than this promise for those who love the Lord? He himself, who will never leave us nor forsake us, says, I will help you. Now, it doesn't matter what the case is. It doesn't matter how bad you have it. The promise is true every time, no matter how you ask for it. The help is there. It blesses in every way. You can't find any possible situation in which the child of God comes that the promise will fail him. So don't be lethargic in your life for Christ. Don't be lazy. Don't be weary. Don't be tired. Because God says, I will help you. What can you be afraid of? What can you be fearful of when God himself is our help? He's a very present help in time of trouble, we're told. So you can't pray for anything any greater than the very help of God. And it's there. It's here. (laughs) It's with us at all times. And so as I speak to you today, I want to remind you that God has told us he will help us. And as I look at what's going on at Southwest Radio Church and what we're doing now, what we expect to be doing in the future, I know that it will only be by the very help of God himself that these things will come to pass that we propose. I also know it's only by the help of God himself that we ourselves we'll be able to do what we're thinking of doing today, tomorrow, or any other time. Isn't that true, my friend? We must depend upon the Lord God Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, our heavenly Father, to provide for us his children and to always help us. (laughs) How true it is. So thank you for joining me today. I want to talk a little bit about what's going on. What are the things that are happening? What are the things that are planned? Dr. Spargimino has a brand new book. It is a book that is concerning the modern subject of COVID. Now, it's not going to be something that's going to be fearful for you. In fact, the title is Needless Death, COVID, Corruption, Control. Now, I mention this book to you because it is Brother Spargimino's latest work. And I mention this book to you because it is of vital importance. I've been told that since it has been announced that it was going to be printed, published by 
our organization. We have been inundated with people showing their interest in the topic. And so this is something that I think is very current, very timely, and it's available through the Watchman on the Wall broadcast. Needless death, COVID, corruption, control. And so it brings to us the truth of what's going on. It will challenge you to develop a sanctified skepticism against big government, big pharma, and organizations that are globalist in concept. It is important for you to know what's going on around you. And this book will help you. Probably one of the very best books out to date on the subject of the corruption and control that COVID has brought into world government. It's a book that is needful. It's one that is timely, and I think you'll enjoy it. That's why I mention it to you as we look at how we're doing here at Southwest. There are other books that we have out as well that are wonderful. Go to swrc.com to find those or look on the book slip if you're one that receives our mailings. We want you to know that we have the virtual prophecy conference for the fall is ready. It's a virtual conference, meaning it's on the internet. Go to swrc.com and get complete details and register for it. We have Michael Hoggard, Bill Federer, Eric Barger, and Rob Lindstedt, a dear friend of the ministry, is going to be with us as well. Larry Stam, myself, Greg Patton, Evangelist James Collins, and Dr. Larry Spargimino will also be with us. We'll have others as well. You can find that on our swrc.com page on the internet, and you can find out how to register so you can get all of the information that we're providing in this virtual fall prophecy conference. We want you to be a part of it. When I think of what's going on here at SWRC, I think of how we have need here at Southwest Radio Church. The need is greater perhaps this year than in any previous years in many ways because of problems that we had with the Postal Service. That seems like old conversation, but it's true. And because of those problems, we had one full mailing that just didn't get sent out where it was supposed to. And that created a major hole in our budget this year. And so we're asking you to consider giving a special gift or special gifts to help us maintain the work of the Watchman on the Wall broadcast and everything else we're doing. But one of the things that has happened in the last few days I wanted to tell you about because it reminds me of some things that I really haven't talked about much lately, and that is planned giving, giving as a bequest, giving as a donation through your will. This planned giving can be done through an insurance policy, and that's what I wanted to talk about for just a couple of minutes. This past week, we received notice that one of our good friends and donors had passed away. 
And while we rejoice at their passing and yet are sad that they're gone, we also received word that they had made a gift of an insurance policy or part of one to the ministry of SWRC. They had designated a certain portion of that insurance policy proceeds to come to this ministry. Now, that's good. That's really good because they thought of us as they were planning for their giving upon their demise. It's not something that's hard to do. It's something very easy to do. Your insurance professional can help you. You just simply change the beneficiary from what it may be at the present time to partial gift to Southwest or a full gift to Southwest. I've worked in ministries that have been sustained by the giving of folks in their passing. Many ministries I could mention by name have survived such times as we've seen recently because of the giving of those who loved their work while in life and they gave to support it at their death. So the plan giving, of course, can be in many ways, but one way is by giving through your insurance policy. Now, if that's something you'd like to consider, we certainly would ask you to pray about it. We think that's important. And one of the other things I want to mention before I have to go off the scene today is our calendar, the 12. Now, the calendar is sent to prisoners, and we're able to do that because of the generosity of listeners who give that we may give. They donate so that we can give these beautiful calendars to prisoners with the gospel message included so that they may have that as something that they may share with others, that they may use. I mean, it's the kind of thing that they can show, and they can even use it as a Bible study. We'll talk more about the calendar later on, I'm sure, as we get closer to the end of the year. But we are thankful that the calendar's been completed. It's in printing now, and it is a beautiful, beautiful calendar. I've had a look at it, and I printed it out from the form that we had within the ministry. I printed it out on a color printer, and it was beautiful. I can't imagine what it's going to be when it comes out in full color printing, as it will when it's completed. I want to also mention one other book before I go, and that is the reprint of the book, Will the Church Go Through the Tribulation? It has now been put on the press, and it's available to you, and it's something that I think you would appreciate. It's something I think is very important, and for us to discuss it is a good idea. Well, thank you for praying for us, and thank you for listening to this update. I pray that you will remember that God will always be there to help you, and I pray that you will remember that Southwest Radio Church Ministries needs your prayers and your giving as the Lord would direct you to give. God is still on the throne. Prayer changes things. And we're here to help you in your walk with the Lord. 
Don't miss out on today's featured resources, the Eric Barger Bundle, three DVDs and an audio CD, all for a gift of $40 or more. Tomorrow, Eric Barger continues his look at the occult and Bible prophecy, and Pastor Larry shares his thoughts on Halloween. Watchmen on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.